just to give an update, if you're just walking in and uh, you haven't gotten any of the emails or seen anything on social media, uh, Nate Lewis, uh, who is a freshman over at Biola, uh, he was skateboarding in the street on um, Friday night and uh, complete accident, no one was at fault, but um, he got hit by a truck and uh, he was in very serious condition. He was uh, the, the um, uh, it was life-threatening and uh, thankfully, um, he had some friends with him, so they called uh, 911 right away, and um, he's been able to go to UC Irvine. Uh, Dan and Michelle, um, Dan reached out and just said, you know, people are interested in visiting. They could do that. Doesn't mean that uh, you'll necessarily have an opportunity to see Nate based on his condition, but, um, you know, I, I got the call. I got a text from Dan right after it happened, and, uh, you know, he's like, we're driving to Irvine. And so uh, I, I was up that night trying to figure out what this all looked like. And uh, it was about 2.15 that I decided to drive up there um, and to, to spend some time with him. And uh, it was amazing to see how many people were already there. Uh, he had his RAs and people from Biola uh, that were surrounding him. And, and they were there. There are people from church, people from uh, classical uh, conversations, their school um, in high school or all the way through and so um, they're surrounded by people, which is awesome, and they're very grateful for prayers. Uh, they, he started to show some signs, some positive signs. He, uh, um, you know, yesterday while we were there, they started, um, they were like shine a light, and one of the, like in one eye was responsive. The other one it wasn't. They weren't sure about the, uh, uh, his brain. Uh, he had um, part of his skull removed in order to allow for the brain swelling. And then last night they had another um, had another surgery to kind of take more of the skull away. Um, they've been uh, they had to do an abdominal surgery just to make sure there was nothing else going on in there. Um, and so both of those major surgeries that happened last night went well. Um, and we went well while, while we were there in the morning. He shared about how uh, he was starting to respond, and so they were pinching him. And like his arm would start to move, which was a really good sign. Um, and so, forgive me for saying it, but I, I feel like it needs to be said. Uh, Dan and Michelle were like, they were pinching his nipples so hard. And they pinch his nipples and he was like, you know, he like moves his hand and they're like, that's what they wanted to see, right? They wanted to see that. And I guess that's how you figure that out. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. So, um, so they're starting to see some signs and so, the difference between when I got there at 3 a.m. And, and where we stand here um, is that there have been some good small steps forward, and, uh, but it's a long, long road. Uh, both those surgeries were successful last night. He's in healing mode, and so that may take uh, a couple weeks um, to kind of see what that's like. And then um, he's in stable condition now, uh, which is great. He's having little signs of progress, which are great. Um, but we are... Uh, just in a season in which we want to um, keep praying for him um, and, and keep lifting him up and the Lewis family um, and uh, Matt, Dan, uh, Michelle, and then, you know, even Dan, I love Dan. He was saying when I was there and I saw him, I was back there with Nate. Um, Dan was like, you know, I was praying for the truck driver um, because, you know, the truck driver wasn't doing anything wrong, but what, what that must feel um, for the truck driver. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a that's amazing level of uh, faith and, and empathy. But we are continuing to lift up Nate. Again, things are moving forward. 
So what I want to do um, is I'm going to take a moment. We're going to pray right now. And um, we're going we're gonna to jump right in uh, to a sermon. Um, we're not going to, yeah. We're going to jump right in. So you join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, again, that you are with us. Lord, we, uh, we love you. We trust you. We know that you are, uh, that you are good. And God, even when good, even when we don't experience things that are good, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So um, you are the same regardless of our circumstances. We lean into you. We pray that we would uh, trust you. We continue to pray for Nate for continued recovery, continued steps moving forward. Uh, the fact that I could stand up here and share that his uh, condition is stable, Lord, is just um, is a is a powerful, beautiful thing. Uh, and we give you the glory for that. We thank you for putting the right doctors and the right team around. But we give you the honor and the glory, and we continue to praise you for what you're doing and to pray that you'll keep doing it. So, Lord, we, uh, we lift them up to you um, pray that you would um, meet us here where we are um, in the midst of everything. In Jesus' name, amen. So, welcome. If you guys are new here, we have our uh, sermon notes inside the bulletin. If you guys go ahead and pull out those sermon notes and... Um, if you're newer with us, we like to do fill in the blanks, and we have all these uh, notes that we have uh, for you. Today, throw those notes away, um, or use the back if you want to fill it in. Uh, you know, I felt like uh, coming through this week that, you know, that sermon that have those blanks, and if some of you are like just completionists and you just need to see what, know what it is or else it's going to make you like twitch all week, I'll, I can give you the answers to the test, but um, no. What, what, as I was going through, uh, I felt like that would be a good sermon. I was looking forward to it. Uh, but what you learn, what I learn, is that sometimes the good sermon isn't the right one. And where we're sitting right now as a church is a place where, um, is a place where we've had some tough things in the past couple of years. Uh, we've had some, uh, you know, tragedies like this that just come out of nowhere. Uh, we've had um, everything going on with Dan and Jill Goodham. Uh, we've had people that we know and love who have been diagnosed with cancer and are going through those treatments. We've lost incredible people. And I don't know about you, but there are times in which we need to just stop and be still in the midst of a service, that we need to have times to just feel and to sit in those feelings. Because it's easy for us to want to go about our day. It's easy for us to want to go about um, church service and just feel, okay, yeah, there's this thing in my life that is really tough right now, but I'm going to go to church and I'm going to put on my face that everything's fine. When people say, how are you? I'll be like, great, how are you? When deep down, we gloss over these feelings of difficulty and sadness and anger and questioning. And then we don't allow that to shape our walk with God because here's the thing, God is big enough for all of our sadness and our anger and our questioning. And we could come to him with these things and not feel like church is the place where we have to put it all together and hold it all together. Church is the place where we can let it all fall apart and God can put it back together. And, and so today, 
you know, as I was getting ready, it, this is going to be a little bit more scatterbrained than usual. Uh, as we're getting ready, you know, I sit here and I think. So I was praying for you guys. I'm praying for our church and driving around this morning. And it's like walking. I was able to hold it a lot, a lot together. It's like walking on the church campuses when I started to tear up. Because I think about the hurt that loved ones are feeling here. And even me as someone who hasn't been, you know, it's not our family, but it's our church. So it's our family who's hurting. We rejoice with those who rejoice, but we, have, we can't forget to mourn with those who mourn. And so today, I think I don't know how to lead through this. I don't know how to navigate this. So when I don't know how to lead, I'd rather lead us to God's word. And so as we do, um, I just want to ask God to, to bless this time through his word together. Father, we pray that as we dive into your word, that I would decrease, you would increase. You speak in a personal, powerful, impactful way to each and every one of us. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. On uh, Friday night was not the first night that I wasn't sleeping well this week. On Monday evening, um, I ended up getting a really bad migraine, and I was up for several hours in the night, Tuesday morning. And it's one of those moments where I know that, you know, if you've ever had migraines before, they're debilitating, and they're painful, and they're difficult. And I just remember... I couldn't lay down because that was hurting my head, but I couldn't sit up because that was hurting my head. And I was just praying like, God, why is this happening? Like, just take this away. Like, I know you are God, you are healer, you are powerful. With a, with a snap of your fingers, you could take this away from me. In the same way that we see in Exodus that it's through the breath of his nostrils that he was powerful enough to split the Red Sea so that his people could go through. We see that he holds the entire universe in the palm of his hands and by his words, we are able to see creation happen, and by Jesus' wounds, we can be healed. So God, please heal me now. And I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm still hurting. And I'm not experiencing healing yet. Try to take medicine, try to do heating pads, try to do whatever it may be, and it's not working. You know what I thought about in that moment? I thought about how hard it is for me when small things happen. You know, it's easy to say we can trust God in big things, but it's little things. Like, why can't you take away my headache? You know what else I thought about? Or who else I thought about? Jill? Thinking about the amount of pain that I was in and how it's just a fraction to what she experienced. Thinking about Dan Goodham. Because part of the hardest thing about watching someone you love hurt is the powerlessness to do anything to change it. And how it's easy for us to feel powerless when it comes to big things like Nate. We want to say, how can we help? Can I bring you food? Can I do this? Can I do that? Those are all great things. But the reason, or one of the reasons we do those things is because we feel so powerless and we don't know what else to do. And yet, being able to pray to God, we say, oh, I guess all I can do is pray. Yeah, you can pray, and that's powerful. What I want to share briefly is from Luke chapter 8. Because I wonder if some of you have felt this 
similar experience where I just want to know why am I getting this headache? Or people who are sick want to know why are they experiencing that? Relationships that are broken want to know why am I going through this? Kids who run off and run away and break off relationships, parents want to know why is this happening? And we want to know the question why as if knowing why will somehow make it better for us in the midst of it. But we don't always get the answer to why. Luke chapter 8 We see, starting in verse 22, how Jesus, it's a story of how Jesus calms the storm. Verse 22 says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they settled, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. See, we always want to know the why something is happening. They didn't get a why. They didn't get an explanation for the storm, right? That's not what we ask for. It's what we want in a storm, but it's not what we get in the storm. See, we want to know why does God let bad things happen to good people? How do we define good people versus a good God? Why is it that our church is experiencing seasons in which it just feels like there's sorrow upon sorrow, difficulty upon difficulty? Are there good things happening? Yes. We see lives being changed in our ministries and in our groups and things like that. So it's not that we're, you know, it's not that there's no fruit. But we sit here and say, why? Why are we sitting and and thinking about these people that are going through these difficult times and, and that why is God allowing it? You know, the story comes from the story or this section talks about, you know, the storm and it did remind me, it reminded me of this book that I read um, in December, the idea of, uh, it's called Through the Eyes of a Lion by Pastor Levi Lusco. Um, if you're with us during the Advent series, some of his idea of turning off the dark, I'd shared how that was the inspiration for, uh, for that sermon series. And what he talks about when it comes to, to grief or when it comes to these sorts of things is how Philippians 2.27 talks about how Paul was so grateful that his friend didn't die because otherwise it would have been like sorrow upon sorrow. And that term sorrow upon sorrow is this term that refers to uh, like waves that keep buffeting you, waves that keep attacking. And so it's like a storm that keeps coming. And, you know, growing up uh, in California, there are times when as a kid, I remember you go out to the waves and you know a wave's coming and sometimes you can just lean into that wave and it like you, you feel the power and you get to you know, think you're fighting it off. Other times when a wave comes, we just kind of you know, duck underneath it or dive under, uh, dive under and it just kind of goes over us. We don't experience it. We don't feel it as much. Other times, we might be looking somewhere else. We may not be ready for it and it knocks us off our feet. And this idea of sorrow upon sorrow is this idea of a wave upon a wave, this idea of we're getting knocked off our feet over and over, and that Paul is talking about how God protected him from experiencing sorrow upon sorrow, wave upon wave 
of his pain. But we look here at this Luke 8, and it reminds us that we don't always need to know the why, and we won't always get the why. Why do some people have marriages that get healed and redeemed and others don't? Why do some kids obey and love the Lord and and others don't? Why do some people get healed and others don't? Why is it that some of these things happen to people we look at and say, they're godly servants, godly people. Why is this happening? And, And in the Psalms, it talks about there's times when it's like, and yet the people who are wicked get everything that they want and how they want it. Why? What I'd like to propose this morning, or at least maybe remind myself and teach myself as much as I'm trying to teach us, is that no matter what storm we're in or how long it takes, the why is always secondary to the who. No matter what storm we're in or how long it takes, the why is always secondary to the who. And here's what we mean by that. What we mean is that in this passage, in Luke chapter 8, they're in the storm of their lives. They feel like they're about to drown. And Jesus isn't up there giving orders on the captain's bow, trying to say, do this and do that. Or he's not taking command of the situation, like drop off these nets or tell this to happen. He's sleeping. The all-powerful God of the universe becomes fully man, and fully God, fully man, Jesus, is sleeping in the midst of the storm of his closest friends' lives. And we wonder, why does it feel like there are times when we are praying, we are asking, we are seeking, we are looking, and God seems, Jesus seems, to be sleeping. And so, Like the apostles, we go and say, Master, we're going to drown. Help us. And in his timing, he goes and calms the storm. And would their faith have grown more if that entire trip was smooth sailing? No. Would their faith, would our faith be stronger if we experienced no suffering or trials? No. No. But what the storm is, what the trial is, or how long it takes. No matter those things, we want to know why. But the storm and the trial often doesn't point us to the why. It points us to who Jesus is, who God is in the midst of that, who it is that calms the storm, that heals, that brings us redemption, and who brings us eternal life. No matter what storm we're in or how long it takes, The why is always secondary to the who. I want to read a psalm that has been on my mind. This verbiage of how long, O Lord, is verbiage that when we're hurting, whether it's from a migraine for a couple hours in the night or whether it's from an illness that's lasted months or even years, we say, how long, God? 
How long do I have to feel this way? How long does my marriage have to be broken? How long do my kids have to be prodigals before they come? How long until I'm living the life you've called me to live? How long until this addiction or this hurt or this habit or this hang up, how long until I'm free from this? How long, oh Lord, is the cry of someone in the midst of difficulty and wondering, how long, God, are you going to forget me? How long are you going to be sleeping when my life is storming? Psalm 13 says this, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy, our enemy, will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. We can ask how long. We might want to know the why but our faith comes from the who. That like the psalmist, like David says, but I trust in your unfailing love. We're gonna do something here that might feel a little different, and that's okay, there's no pressure at all. But I just wanna create a space right now where if there is a characteristic of God, healer or redeemer or whatever it may be, or if there is a, um, if there's a characteristic or name of God that has, he's really revealed himself to you. Would there be anyone who's just willing to shout out that one word or those two words? It's not a, we're not given many sermons, that's my job, no. Um, but is there a word, is there a characteristic, is there a name for God that has impacted you that maybe we could remember in the storm and hold fast to? Would anyone just be able to say one out loud? Counselor. Prince of Peace. What was the other one? Merciful. Merciful. What else? Protector. Protector. What else? Faithful. Faithful. Strength. Strength. Yes, thank you. What was that one? Father. Father. Absolutely. Provider. Provider. Any others? Good. Good. Yahweh. Healer. Healer. Absolutely. Any others? Love. Love. Almighty. Almighty. Eternal. Eternal. See, even just proclaiming that together even naming those out loud. I don't know about you, but it helps me know how to face a storm a little bit better. To know that he is faithful, he is provider, he is protector, he is father, he is good, he is healer, he is Yahweh, he is love. I mean, all these different things, he is merciful. Because we're in the midst of the trials, we don't always feel the mercy. In the midst of the storm, we don't always feel his love. In the midst of the struggle, we don't always feel that he's faithful. 
just because we don't feel it doesn't mean it's not real. Just because we don't feel it in a moment doesn't mean that his character is somehow different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which is why no matter what storm we're in or how long it lasts, the why, we still want to know why. That's natural. That, that's part of who we are. But the why is secondary to the who because we may never know this side of heaven why we've gone through things. We don't know, like the, the disciples, they say, help us, Lord. And he doesn't say, well, here's why I put you through the storm. Did you know that if I put you through the storm in the midst of the suffering and you called out upon me, you're going to come to a new realization of who I am and a deeper faith of the character of who I am as your Lord and as your Savior? And so in the midst of the storm, we don't want explanations. We want presence. We want power. We want faithfulness and love. And so you all being able to share those things, I hope that you're all able to and I'm able to take those to heart because I don't know how to lead us through this. And not that it's just on me, but I'm, you know, I have a microphone taped to my face, so I feel like I have to say something. I don't know how to lead us through all this, except for leading us to the Lord, except for leading us to his word, except for leading us in worshiping him, except for leading us to look to the who when the why and the what and the how long is unclear. Because... They say this in that Luke 8 passage again. I love how Jesus in verse 25 says, where is your faith? And, and I think we could, Jesus could have said that many ways, right? That's the hard part with texts or with like black and white, like reading because you don't get tone. Like, so he could have been like, where's your faith? Right? Kind of incredulous. He could have been like, where's your faith? Haven't you seen what I've done yet? Exasperated or tired? It could just be, where's your faith? You've been through a storm, where do you place your faith? Do you place it in the boat that's been rocked? Do you place it in, the, in nature around you that's, the world is just tough? Where is your faith? And notice what the next word is that the disciples say in response. It says, in fear and amazement, they ask one another, who? Who is this? He commands the, even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Where is our faith? It's not in the what. It's not in the how long. It's not in the why. It's in the who. Because the who doesn't change. Our circumstances do. Our pain ebbs and flows. We feel sorrow upon sorrow. And then in other seasons, we're going to feel joy upon joy. But as a church, it's been a hard season. And as a church, it's okay for us to acknowledge that. And as a church, it's okay for us to process through these things together. Now, we have a, we're going to have some space here to do some things that um, you don't have to do any of them, but you can. Um, we have different tables around the room, and there's a couple things on those tables. The first one I want to actually point to is that in the back there, there is a um, prayer quilt that Ellen Lundy and Beth Rosenberg kind of put together. Um, you know, Ellen reached out and said, you know, what colors would Nate like? And I'm like, 
I don't know, don't do pink and purple. Besides that, I think we're fine. Um, but then Dan Goodham was like, he loves the beach. Man, if there's any way they could do like blue and tan or something like that, that would be great. And so they came together and they have blue and tan with a brown cross right in the center. And, and if you're with, you've been with us for a while, you know that there's, there's knots that we could tie. As we pray for Nate, we can tie a knot on there so that when we give the family, give him that blanket, they, they have a tangible reminder of how we've been praying for them and are still praying for them. So that's one thing in a few moments to be able to go around and, and you could go and you could pray. You could do that after service as well. Other things that we have a few tables here, and on those tables, you're going to find a couple of different things. Um, one, you're going to see colorful three by five cards um, and, you know, some pencils. If on one of the posts that Dan did, um, Dan Lewis, yesterday, uh, and Michelle, they're talking about just, can, can people share some scripture with us? Can you share a verse that is encouraging, that we need to hear? And yesterday, this was probably about 10 a.m., there were, uh, we're all sitting on the floor in chairs and just kind of in this area. And Michelle is just like, I want to turn to God's word. And, and I just, I, I would love any scriptures. And so um, people start reading from Philippians 4, the idea that we would rejoice in the Lord and know that when we, what we have through strength, we could do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And, and we see, or we hear people just sharing things from the Psalms and sharing things from, uh, from different passages. And, you know, I hear Matt Lewis, whose older brother that, with whom he is so close, was just reading Psalm 46, that though the earth may fall and the earth gives way and his mountains fall, to be still and know that God is God. And there's power in God's word. Power to rebuke us when we need it, amen. Power to comfort us. Power to bring healing to us. And so we're going to have some space in a few moments that on those uh, colorful cards, that if there's a verse that you want to write, whether it's just the reference, right, Psalm 4610, or whether you want to write it out, there's some Bibles there that you could look it up if you would like. And, and when that time comes, we'll turn the lights on so you guys can see a little bit better. But that's something I would love to be able to, to give to the Lewis family, the blanket of which they've been prayed over and Nate's been prayed over, literally covering him with our prayers. But then also being able to give Matt, Michelle, Dan, verses that, that the Lord brings to mind to comfort, to heal, to come alongside us. And then the last thing, those are things that we could do, um, do for, for the Lewis family, and, and there's others as well, but um, over the next season, many of you were going to ask, how can we help? Which is a beautiful question. Uh, it's also one that right now, I don't think they have an answer for. I don't think they know yet what they don't know or what they need. And so we will communicate and we will update and we will share those things with you, but what, what I want to do too is, is point your attention or let you know that on each of those pages, there's also just a white um, like notepad. And if you're like me in this season, we want to ask God or we want to share what our storm is. What is going on and why are we, you know, what does that look like? So we have the what. 
What's the storm you're experiencing right now? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe this is your first time here and so you don't know Nate at all, but you have a storm in your life. We all do. Church should be a place where we could share that. So we write down what's our storm. Then you could write down this crashing of the waves, like, God, how long is this going to happen? I've been experiencing this, experiencing that. I've been feeling this, been feeling that. How long, oh Lord, do I experience this still? We might ask why, but we might need to recognize that's the unanswered question. But then we land on the who. We land on the storm calmer. And so, in lieu of notes today, if you are so open or inclined, um, there's 150 psalms, there's 67 of them approximately are laments, so psalms of sadness, and expressing that, even, either personal lament, God, this is happening to me, or communal events, this is happening to we, to us. And so it's over 40%. So I would like to invite you to be able to write your own psalm of lament today. Doesn't mean you're going to read it all together. This is not for anyone else uh, but you and the Lord. None of you may do it. One of you may do it, and that's all that matters then, if that's who needs to connect with the Lord that way. But just to write out what's the storm, who, what's, the, what's going on, how long, just crying out to the Lord in the midst of the crashing of the waves, the why, we could ask it, we know we may not receive it or know it, but then the who. So with that order in mind, I'm going to read Psalm 13 one more time. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes so I will sleep or, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. We can sit in our what and our how longs and our whys. But we have to eventually get to the point of the who. That's not something we can rush. It's one small step at a time as we step forward. But the who is a storm calmer, the world creator, the all-powerful one, and the one who, became, who was fully God, who became fully man to take your sins and my sins upon himself, to feel the wrath of God because of our sinfulness but because he felt the wrath of God, it's by his wounds we are healed because he was pierced and afflicted for our transgressions. And Jesus, last week we looked at one of the most important questions he'll ever ask that we need to answer. Who do you say that I am? This week, he asked another question that we all need to answer. Where is your faith? And our hope and our prayer is that we say, it's in who you are. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take some time here. We're going to have, uh, in a couple moments, I'm going to um, 
I'm gonna pray for us. A couple moments, we're gonna have some songs, just kind of some uh, instrumental music playing through the speaker. I'm going to invite you guys to go to the different tables. Some of you may want to stay in your Bibles and, and be able to just look at the Bible for a while in your seat. Some of you um, may not know what to do, so I've just asked that you would pray. That is wonderful because that's powerful. And we're going to have some time just to do that. Maybe some of you want to come in and write your own psalm now, focusing on the what, the how long, asking the why, but landing on the who. And some of you just need to be silent we're just going to keep, leave that space for silence in our service this morning. And so I'd ask that in this time that we don't distract one another. Uh, let's not interrupt what God might be doing in and through us. And um, then after we kind of have some moments there together, uh, then we're going to take communion together. Um, uh, just as a reminder of who Jesus is. So let me pray for us as we uh, go into this time of, of response. Father, we thank you, not because we know why things happen, why are there people that we know and love who get in accidents, why are there people we know and love who get diagnosed with cancer and who go home to be with you, why are there people that we love that are experiencing cancer treatments now or on their deathbeds now or experiencing broken relationships now and we can ask all these whys God and it can be so overwhelming because it feels like it could be sorrow upon sorrow wave upon wave and some days we can stand up to the wave and experience that strength other days we dive underneath and let it wash over us but there are also days and days like this week for me where it just feels like those waves knock us over and yet our faith my faith isn't in the fact that I've been knocked over. It's in the fact that when I fall down, Jesus immediately picks us up. And it's not in the fact that there are waves that come, but it's in who is the one who calms the storm. So God, may we be led to your word today. May we be led to your presence, Jesus. And may this time in which we write verses for the Lewises, pray for the Lewises with the blankets, or write our own psalms. May that be a time where you are speaking, you are moving, you are healing, because you are good. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.